Yes, I'm back with yet another story involving the inhabitants of Animal Village. In this story, we'll be talking about Squirrel and how she gets the overall preparations for the festival. The inspiration for this story comes from Halloween approaching fast, so I wanted to make another story like with hair because clearly, actually not very clearly, many of you seem to enjoy that story about hair. Without all the hustle and bustle of Halloween in our way, at least for you viewers, let's dive into yet another piece of the pie. Everything was once again quiet in the forest that day. The marble-white sky illuminated the forest as animals darted through clearings, streams, and other small spaces of land in the forest. Yet high above, the animal village sat, surrounded by its ring of trees, protecting it from the outside world. Everyone was out and about in animal village, gathering, planning, and preparing for the festival. The trees were bright gold, red, and orange in the marble-white sky. Owl flapped around the village, hanging streamers and flags. Beaver carved the table for the feast with the help of his wife and kids. They chopped down a tree and began happily gnawing away at the old tree. Squirrels scurried about, collecting acorns for food and bustling about for preparation of the great feast, a celebration that traveled many years back in Animal Village. Squirrel cop hopped out of her cozy, more modern home and walked down to Beaver's house. Along the way, she passed by Hare, who was walking over to Owl's house. Squirrel scampered to Beaver's house and knocked on the door. Beaver came to the door and smiled. Hey there, Squirrel. What's going on? Another delivery? Squirrel nodded. Yeah, I, I need to pick up the next round of tableware for the celebration tonight. Beaver scratched his head. What's tonight? Alright, let me see if the old jaws are ready. Squirrel heard Beaver yell, Hey kids, give me a hand here! Then, a noise like a buzzsaw erupted from within. And when Beaver came back out... He was holding a basket filled with wooden utensils and decorations. Here you go, Squirrel. Have a good day. Thanks, Squirrel said. Squirrel walked off. Then, after placing the basket in her house, she looked out over the forest. From her house, she could see every little detail in the woods, even the power lines, which still stood like giants over the rest of the woods. Her home was far more modern than the other homes around her. Ornate carvings lined the walls, and a staircase led up to a private collection of food and her bed. Squirrel also had a cozy chair that she had received as a gift from Owl. Above her bed hung a small carving of her family tree. It was a tree that had, quite literally, everyone's names carved into a small branch. Squirrel looked out her window at everyone walking by, even Hare, who was just returning from Owl's house, looking relaxed and very peaceful. Squirrel walked down to the creek to take a small drink. As she scampered, however, she tripped and her instincts kicked in. Like a stone from a slingshot, Squirrel bounced forward, tumbled, and then splashed into the water. She struggled to keep afloat as she bobbed up and down in the icy cold water. Finally, Squirrel gasped for air and flung herself onto the dry, warm land. When Squirrel finally opened her eyes, she was on a hill far away from Animal Village, alone, cold, and frightened. Squirrel scampered up a tree to see where she was. From her point of view, she could see Animal Village, a place no human or other monster technology could see. She could also see the town nearby. The power lines still loomed up in the distance, the same as ever. From wherever you looked, they were always the same size, she thought. Squirrel jumped down merrily and made her way back through the woods toward Animal Village. Suddenly, she turned around, her ears in the air. A fox was following her. Its ears were up, and it sniffed the air. 
Squirrel made no sudden movements and instead kept walking slowly away toward the village. The fox continued, clearly puzzled by what was going on, when suddenly Squirrel kicked her running into high gear and almost as if wheels had been put on her feet. She shot forward like a runaway missile. The fox, startled, gave chase after a brief pause. Squirrel sprinted for a tree, but all of them were slick and wet, and Squirrel realized that she was just wasting time. She instead made a dash for the river, hoping to lose the fox there. But the fox just kept coming. Finally, Squirrel lost sight of the dreaded fox. She could hear her heart racing inside of her stomach. She sprang up the hill and slammed her door shut. She sighed and checked the ornaments. Everything was there. She just needed to set things up. All for tonight. Squirrel just finished cleaning when, the, when she heard the door knocking. Op- upon opening the door, Squirrel found Miss Hedgehog holding a basket of fresh berry muffins. Squirrel smiled. Good afternoon, Miss Hedgehog. What brings you here? She asked. Miss Hedgehog sat down, placing the basket next to her inside. Oh, the usual. I heard about your merry fox chase. I was collecting berries when I heard the fox running after you. Are you alright? Squirrel nodded. Yeah, I'm alright. Miss Hedgehog stood up, shaking a small quill off her back. Well, I'd better be off. Those berries are for tonight, in case you were wondering. But you're welcome to have one. Miss Hedgehog walked out the door as briskly as she had come in. Squirrel grabbed a small muffin and instantly scarfed it down. She then sat up, wiped the crumbs off her face, and then grabbed the supplies for the festival. Something that Miss Hedgehog had said boosted her, but she couldn't think of what it was. Squirrel walked outside and began to set up the table in front of the fountain. The fountain had a small stone carving of each ancestor who had founded the village in the past inside of a small hole in the center. Squirrel sighed as she looked fondly at her ancestor, Great Squirrel. Great Squirrel, as you've probably guessed, was one of the founders of Animal Village, one of the first. Squirrel set down another bowl, another plate, and soon the table was done. She walked back into her home and sat down. She looked around to make sure that no one was looking. Then, Squirrel, running up the staircase to the private chest near her bed, pulled out Great Squirrel's staff. Hardly anyone in Animal Village had a relic from the ancestors. Squirrel kept it as a secret she would take to her grave. Squirrel tucked the staff back into her trunk inside. Suddenly, the bell from the town rang. It was time. Squirrel scampered to the table where many other animals already sat. Squirrel sat down next to Owl and across from Hare. Everything suddenly grew silent. The lanterns that hung around the trees were burning like ghostly souls. And when the moon shone like a beacon through the clearing, all the animals yelled, screeched, whistled, etc. as loud as they could. Then... With all of their praise set aside, there was much feasting, storytelling, and even dancing. Squirrel realized that day that she was capable of more than she gave herself credit for, so she looked up to the stars and could almost see Great Squirrel smiling at her. Squirrel smiled and half-waved up to the stars before running off to join the rest of the festival. Fortunately, Squirrel had seemed to have a new air of confidence about her. She told everyone about her great stories along with Hare, and they both held up their injuries to prove their stories. There was much feasting, storytelling, dancing, games, and puzzles. Far away, even as Squirrel went to bed that night after the festival, she could still hear the bats in the sky. Yeah. Hmm, it's morning already, Squirrel it wondered. She jumped out of bed, rubbed her eyes, and then it walked down the ladder and out into the morning sky. Everything was bright blue and white in the sky. The sun was just shining through the trees.
and there was still dew on the grass. Squirrel walked around the neighborhood, looking to see what was going on. It didn't honestly look like anyone else was awake. Well, except for Owl. But then again, Owl was hardly ever asleep. But Owl didn't seem like he was looking very closely at Squirrel. So Squirrel sighed, and it walked off into the woods. She walked past Beaver's house, which, surprisingly enough, was not in a tree. It was in a small pond down away from Animal Village. She walked past Miss Hedgehog's house. She walked past all the houses until she was outside of Animal Village. There, she walked out to the great cliff overlooking the entire forest. She could see the town off in the distance, the houses, the bell tower, and even more trees. And as always, the power lines loomed up over the trees, their shadows casting great fearsome images over the forest. So, you found this place as well. Squirrel jumped and then turned around. Hare was smiling down at her. Oh, Hare, I didn't see you there. Anyways, yeah, I found this place. It's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, it is, Hare said. He hopped out over it to the edge of the cliff and looked out. Ah, you know, my dad used to take me here a whole lot. I bet he would still be here today. Well, if he was. Really? Squirrel asked. Yeah. The two remained silent for a moment, before Hare turned and hopped back over to Animal Village. Squirrel stared at Hare for a minute more, and then turned to look out over the valley. Clearly, Hare wasn't like the rest of the inhabitants at Animal Village. He possessed a much deeper knowledge of the world around him than most people gave him credit for. But Squirrel... Nah. Squirrel thought that she was onto something, and then she shook her head, smiled, and walked away, back into her home. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to my story. Let me know by mail, well, not really by mail, if there's anything you need from me, like suggestions for stories, or maybe some more fanfics. No, I'm not going back to those for a while. I wanted to say that I'll be doing at least five more of these stories at some point in the future. But for now, have yet another fantastic fall day.